Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All this flooding business, terrible business, very distressing to see houses filled with brown sludge uh, because I appreciate not everyone shares the same tastes as me. Not today, thank you, with Jake Yap. Good morning, I hope you're well. You know, with every long-running news story, there's always a breakout star journalist who happens to be in the right place at the right time, and they kind of make the story. Historically, of course, one might think of Kate Adie or Lise Doucette reporting from the front lines of horrific conflicts. Uh, but when it comes to the flooding, for me, it's John Kay all the way. Uh, he's been on the News at 10 pretty much every night for several days now, reporting from the West Country, a Hertfordshire, a Shropshire, a Worcestershire, a far cry from his usual stint, moistening the BBC breakfast sofa. Uh, if you're trying to picture John Kay in your mind, I appreciate he might skitter away quite readily. He looks like Michael McIntyre's slightly rougher brother. He looks like he played rugby at school and was maybe a trainee policeman. Uh, recent, though, uh, highly sensitive reporting uh, featured him interviewing a woman who was in her house. It had been completely flooded out and she was obviously very distressed. It was very distressing to see. And she said, I just... She's on the brink of tears. I just feel lost. And he went... Lost in your own home. And she went, yes. <laughs> Yesterday, he dragged a school rugby team out onto a waterlogged rugby pitch uh, just so that he could film them and say, there's not really any need for a pitch inspection. He is truly the Ted Rogers of disaster reportage, thumbing in every bit of wordplay he can. Instead of losing matches, they're worried about losing their club's history. Yes. Is it going to be touchdown or splashdown? A floodlit match or a flooded mat? Going for a try or trying to make the water go? I'm being a horrible little burk here. I'm shooting fish in a barrel filled with flood water. Yes, I can do the links too. Jacob Yap, not today, thank you. Leave it to the news heavyweights, I reckon. And welcome to Andrew Ma. Why am I shouting? Because politics is exciting. And just because you're hungover from a Saturday night of excess, it doesn't mean that those of us who had to be tucked up by nine are going to cut you any slack. Right. Time to use an antiquated phrase I googled on the lab. Is Boris Johnson looking like a butter and egg man in Brussels? Look how clever I am. Googling old phrases on the lab. I bet you wish you were me. 
Jake Yap met me once and I wore a beret. Beat that. On the programme. Da, da 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 Someone off of Ireland or Scotland or somewhere like that. Aha! Wales, the other one. Da 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 Shavi Chakrabati! And da 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 Pretty Patel! Good morning, Andrew. Now, jabbing my hand at you in a kind of booyah gesture. Booyah! Your new immigration point system came into being this week. Any good? Yes, I think so. Cool! Let's go through it now. 70 points to get in. That's right. Right. Mm. Speaking English, 10 points. Yeah. Looking scruffy, minus 40 points. In today's competitive age, there's no point in looking scruffy, Andrew, and there's no excuse. Owning investment property in central London, 210 points. Why 210? That's enough to let in a wife and mistress or armed guards. Being a decent sort, 70 points. Can you define a decent sort? Being a member of the right clubs in St James? Um, sending your kids to the right schools. And... Being a Tory party donor, Andrew, yes. That all seems fine. Now, time for me to shout at top volume, because the arts gets me pretty stoked. I want to be a rock and roller. Here's some not very nice music from a worthy play about child poverty. Da-da-da-da! Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da! Take it away! Truth. Reality, Arts Council Grunt, come on. Walking around Annerley is getting even scarier. Packing heat on the street, man, I swear the more the merrier. I saw your mum dragged off, security's getting larrier. Unexpected item in the bagging area. Your mum trying to nick some trainers from Tesco. Sorry about you. So sorry about your mum. It's very sad. But in jollier news, it's time for turn of phrase. Yes, it's the game show. Literally, no one gives a flying monkey's about, uh, but we're still going to do it anyway. Where uh, we reveal a square. Uh, on a picture, uh, each oh, you, you know what it is. It's catchphrase, all right? It's catchphrase. Fine. Uh, it's time for us to reveal today's square, though. Uh, let's see what Mr. Chips is up to today. We've already seen a pulsating red thing and two feet. And there's Mr. Chips's face. Look, what's it telling us? Uh, is, the, is he now? Is he crying or are his eyes watering? Hard to tell. It's a kind of. <gasps> Animation there, the old two-stroke special. Uh, Who knows? Uh, Matt, he thinks he knows what it is. He says, I know this, it's my eyes, my eyes. You're welcome. No, I'm afraid, I'm afraid that's not right. But thank you for your, it's a good answer, but it's not the one we're looking for. Uh, GC Ball said, is it artisanal screen grab? Uh, No. Lee says, is it Purple-Headed Mountain? I claim my five pounds. No, and I never said anything about five pounds. I said you could win up to, but not including a million pounds. 
Other guesses, uh, Vegetector says, uh, is it what would Rolf do? Uh, no, it's not that. And Donald suggests cat on a hot tin roof. Jem says, uh, somebody please, I'm crowning. And then there's a picture of a man coming out of a rhino's bum. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's got anything to do with this. It, it, it doesn't matter. Right. Let's deal with some any other business. Jaffa, Jaffa, Jaffa. Jaffa, Jaffa, Jaffa. Jaffa, Jaffa, Jaffa. Jaffa, Jaffa, Jaffa. Jaffa, Jaffa. So, Nigel has been in touch on Twitter saying, has there been a discussion yet about fractional Jaffa cake exchange rates yet? No, and there's not going to be, all right? Because we're not doing, we're not talking about Jaffa cakes. Uh, he also quotes uh, a tweet from Science Oxford saying, having run science events for years, there's really only one transferable biscuit-based currency, and that's dark chocolate digestives, and not the no-name brands. One dark chocolate digestive equals three tunnocks. One and a half Jaffa cakes, they are a pseudo-biscuit, etc. David's not happy about that. He says, there is no way. No way, man! That dark chocolate digesters are better than Tunnock's tea cakes. No way! You people get so cross. I don't. Thanks so much uh, to the new subscribers on Patreon. Uh, and welcome and hello and how lovely you are. And uh, badges, the first batch of badges have been sent out to the people at the appropriate tier who have subscribed and get badges. Uh, you can join up too if you want. It's patreon.com slash nottodaypod, all one word. And uh, you could you could be watching me doing this. Why would you want to do that? I'm not doing anything interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Anyway, uh, we've been talking about Nick Knowles, of course. Uh, we, we must. Uh, Vegetectus or Vegetectus. In fact, he's changed it. He's now spelt it with a J, just so we know. Uh, he was very angry about being called Stephen. <laughs> the other day anyway he's got a picture of nick knowles on an after dinner speakers website and uh he is indeed looking younger and younger why it's almost as if he chose that photo deliberately yesterday though we asked you what celebrity meat would you eat uh we're asking this question because uh, richard dawkins uh, uh, observed that one, one could of course culture meat from from a human and uh would one eat that i don't, I don't know if i would and i don't know why uh, so we were thinking what who, what celebrity could uh, culture themselves in a Petri dish for your uh, delectation. Uh, Lee says it's got to be Ian Beefy. Both of them surely uh, may need slow cooking over many, many hours, though. That's not a bad call. I wonder if there were any others. I think there were some others. Obviously, Nick Knowles. I mean, Matt says, well, why can't we go for Nick Knowles every time? I know I would, given the option... We were also asking uh, what uh, non-verbal encounters have you had with celebrities? And uh, Neil says, uh, for your uh, tangential encounters with the famous slot, I recently found myself walking behind one of the hairy bikers. Don't know which one, sorry. All the same. Uh, My attention was drawn to him primarily by his very strong cologne and then by his entwirled mustachios. Bad business, says Neil. (laughs) That's a great finish. Bad business. Let's have a look then at uh, this. Neil says, uh, Hi Jake, I would love some celebrity meat. I cannot think of anything better than a three-course meal of the Bee Gees. Oh yes. 
otherwise known as the Three Big Beefs, and hand-reared in Massachusetts. The Bee Gees are known for their marbleized texture of hair and teeth. <laughs> Regarding brushes with celebrities, during the early 2000s, my friend had the fortune... That's me trying to do... You put a question mark in brackets afterwards. My friend had the fortune to put up for the night in his spare room none other than Michael Sheard. Yes, that Michael Sheard. What Michael Sheard? The late great actor who played Danny Kendall murderer Mr. Bronson in Grange Hill. Oh, wow! And Hitler in loads of things. Yes, he... It was really weird, that thing of when you started seeing actors from Grange Hill in other things. And it was like seeing your actual teacher in Tesco. Like, it was just bizarre. Anyway, uh, during his stay, he clapped two bottles of red wine, one bottle of port, and one and a half bottles of whiskey. Good Lord! Did I mention he was only there for one night? He was extremely flatulent, too. <laughs> OK, he's dead. He can't sue us. Other brushes include looking at action men in Hamleys in London next to Lisa Tarbuck. <laughs> that would go well. I can confirm her emails read exactly the way you would expect them to. They're brilliant. Uh, and on the same day, I did some little tiny interstitial things for Lisa Tarbuck. Uh, little bits to go in her radio show. I don't think she plays them anymore. But it was a lot of fun to do. Anyway, uh, on the same day, upstairs in Hamleys, I was watching an indoor frisbee demonstration opposite Pippa Hayward, Gordon Brittas's wife in the British Empire. I was so amazed at seeing her that I didn't see the frisbee herring towards my face. <laughs> oh, man. One that will stay with me forever is being let in the catering line by none other than Captain Picard himself, Patrick Stewart. Amazing. Do you, did what I want to know is you're in the catering line. Did he, when they said, um, "What do you want for a starter?" Did he go make it soup? Uh, this was during location filming for a forgettable TV show called The Eleventh Hour. Oh, I need to find that now. I spent a whole day in a field on the outskirts of Manchester, being a CID officer in the background, while others dug up plastic fetuses. I don't need to see that. Great stuff as ever, Mister Yap. I will wear my badge with honour. Yes, enjoy. Imagine, imagine if two. I don't want to call you this, but other people have been self-describing as Yapostles. Actually met in the wild. Imagine if you saw someone else with that badge. That would be the coolest moment ever. Um, Matt uh, has emailed. It's not today. at swanburst.com if you'd like to get in touch. And he says, what ho? Jake, uh, don't forget, what ho is uh, not, not, not a phrase you want to use in the States. It just means, say that again, young lady. I, I hope this finds you hale and hearty. I'm uh, hale today. In relation to encounters with celebrities, I have two you may enjoy, brief as they may be. In the late 70s, my mother gave a lift to Floella Benjamin. Oh. Who, because our dog, Bunty, was sitting in the front. Bunty! Bunty, come off the... Uh, had to sit between me and my brother. I think I was about five at the time and was understandably, as I was a regular viewer of play school, rather starstruck. Who was your best? Hamble? Jemima? Humpty? Who was the best one? I quite liked Hamble. Uh, anyway, I'd arranged to... Uh, I was rather starstruck. I, I'd arranged to meet my dear friend... This is a second thing, I think. He's done bullet points in an email. How do you even do that? I'd arranged to meet my dear friend Sam in London for dinner, but had some time to kill beforehand. I popped to the National Portrait Gallery. It's a great place for a wee. Uh, he said, I really am an insufferable bore, you know. Of course you're not. And afterwards, I wandered over to the pub opposite. You know, the one across that plaza-type thing? 
I think I do. I think it's called the Shandos, for a pint and a read of my book. Naturally, one pint leads to another and so on, and I exit the hostelry post-haste, for I was in danger of being late for the meal. In my hurry, I was stuffing my book into my snazzy satchel thing. I told you I was awful. And literally bumped into a rather natly dressed chap with a cravat. It was none other than Brian Sewell. Hey, up, Brian, I said. Fancy bumping into you here. What brings you down to Lund... Oh, I don't actually know you, do I? Brian glanced at his partner, then surveyed me down the bridge of his nose and said, No. So there you are. I do have a story about a confusion between a cravat and a carafe. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And also one of my meeting Jamie Cullum and coming close to receiving a sock on the jaw from one of his minders. But uh, remind me about sending that. It's reasonably amusing and clearly demonstrates my innate idiocy. You're very down on yourself, Matt. You know, you're a great guy. Relax. Okay, we're going to leave it there. But a question for tomorrow is, in today's Metro, uh, the home of spurious stories, uh, there's a story about a robot snake that people have invented. The idea is it could uh, slither its way through uh, search and rescue operations. It can get through little spaces and it, it and it looks like a little sort of wheelie snake thing. And, uh, and so my question to you is, uh, what technology would you stamp on and why? Uh, you know, maybe maybe you feel enslaved uh, when it comes to your mobile phone. Uh, perhaps you are not a big fan of the interactive home-based speaker devices. I won't do it to you. I might do it to you. Alexa, play Christaberg. Uh, that's as you're right. Um, anyway, uh, what what technology would you uh, stamp on or, or at least uh, swat with a broom quite hard and try to get out of your house? You can let me know. It's at nottodaypod on Twitter or you can email nottoday at swanburst.com. That's that's all we've got time for. I'm afraid we've run out of internet, and uh, therefore I cannot give you any more audio. Uh, no, I mean obviously I could just I could go on for hours, but you've got things to do, and so have I. Unbelievably, it's very rare. Uh, thank you very much indeed for your company. Tomorrow we've got TGI Fly Day. Dr. Erica McAllister will be unveiling her next favourite fly. I'm very excited about that. We will uh, be revealing what the turn of phrase for this week was. And someone has to win a million pounds. I mean, that's nothing to do with this podcast. I'm just saying someone somewhere probably has to win a million pounds. There's loads of lotteries and things, so I expect it will happen somewhere. Okay, I'm rambling. Goodbye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. 
Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.